This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, and welcome to Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. I'm Robin Witten, editor of Audiophile, and if you've been listening all along this week with us, you know we're celebrating all things audiobooks and talking to some of the narrators of this year's best audiobooks. You can find a full list of all of our 2022 best audiobooks at our website, audiophilemagazine.com. And in this special episode today, we're discussing the best science fiction and fantasy audiobooks of the year. And we have a special guest, Golden Voice narrator, January Lavoie, who's talking with us today about one of this year's top titles. But first, here are all the recommendations for Audiophile's 2022 Best Audiobooks in Science Fiction and Fantasy. The Atlas Six by Alevi Blake, read by Steve West, David Monteith, Damian Lynch, Caitlin Kelly, Andy Ingalls, Maniri Grace, Seho Ellsmore, and James Patrick Cronin. A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Moss, read by Melody Muse, Anthony Palmini, Henry W. Kramer, John Vertulo, Amanda Forstrom, and a full cast. Maxine Justice by Daniel Schwabauer, read by Amy Lilly. Moon Witch, Spider King by Marlon James, read by Bonnie Turpin. Witches Abroad by Terry Pratchett, read by Indra Varma, Peter Serafinowicz, and Bill Nye. And Even Though I Knew the End by C.L. Polk, read by January Lavoie. Welcome to Behind the Mic, January. Thank you, Robin. It's so great to be here. That's a great list to be among this year. Yes. A lot of variety. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a lot of variety. Some, Some great friends of mine and some heroes of mine who I've never met but gotten to watch on stage and screen. It's a really cool list. I'm really honored. Well, this is fun. And we need to talk a little bit about even though I knew the end. So what can you tell us about this kind of enigmatic audiobook? <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it's a funny one to try to talk about because you sort of know from the title that someone knows something about the end of this story. But of course, when you start, it's not you. Uh, <laughs> so when I first started prepping it, I thought, you know, wow, what is, what is this going to mean? It's 
1940s style film noir. It's it's a uh, it's very moody, and the the world building begins on the very first page. This is not a book that that sort of creeps up on you. You know from the first few sentences that we are in a world that is uh, not what we would call pedestrian, not a sort of everyday happening. It's really personally one of my favorite kind of, of fantasy books. And I'm someone who, you know, was kind of raised on the Chronicles of Narnia and the Lord of the Rings and all, you know, the sort of classics. But the kind that feels close enough like it could be happening in our world, that there's so much that's familiar and so much that you can sort of grasp onto. Um, and yet there's all these magical things happening. I, I love that style of fantasy. And so this was really right in my wheelhouse in that, in that regard. Oh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's interesting. And you've done a lot of great fantasy titles yourself, narrating them. Yeah, I, I have been very lucky in that way. Absolutely. And in this uh, fantasy of even though I knew the end, the women are in control here, right? Even mm -hmm. though this is 1940s kind of noir, mystery, and fantasy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very strong female characters. There's definitely a sense of acknowledgement of the struggle that the female characters are having at that time that feels familiar and historically accurate. But at the same time, the author has managed to give them a lot of power and agency inside this particular story, which I really enjoyed. Yes. And there are some characters that have voices that are their voices, but interior voices. Is that right? Without spoiling this too much. Can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah. Without spoiling it too much, I guess what I'll say is in my own mind, when I was thinking about creating these types of characters that are sort of a character inside or applied on top of another character, if you're my age, the first thing you think of is there is no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> and so I was thinking about, you know, those characters in movies like Ghostbusters. It's something very, you know, prevalent in in a lot of these these uh, films that you you see where a character takes over another character. The way I get through it is to envision the face of the person who's being inhabited, but allowing the voice to come through that face, which can sometimes alter the sound mm -hmm. a little bit because it has to come through that actual body. So it, it, it's a way of kind of trying to keep the sound connected and not make it sound like a completely different character, just acknowledging the mask that it has to pass through, which is the other person. Ooh, that sounds like quite uh, a trick and to keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is It is one of the more uh, tiring uh, things you can do, I think, as a narrator is trying to, trying to keep those kinds of things organized in your mind as you're reading. But uh but when the writing is as good as it is here, it's it's not too much of a trial. Oh, interesting. There are a lot of layers to this world building. And of course, the whole idea of 
selling your soul, if I'm not giving too much away, is, you know, pretty universal. We've been talking about selling souls and selling your soul or some trading for someone else's for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is, this reaches into actually a lot of different fantasy tropes and, and familiar uh, stories that I think the author does an amazing job of, of knitting them together. Well, if you think about the uh, so much of the fantasy that you've done and what you grew up with and loved and what are the special things that you like about narrating fantasy? Well, one of the best parts I think about narrating fantasy is that it's it's really freeing because one of the things that's on my mind a lot, you know, especially if you're narrating nonfiction or if you're narrating something that takes place, you know, very much in a, in a realistic, naturalistic sort of world is that you want to make sure that people are going to, people are going to buy it. You know, you don't want them to ding you on it, not sounding familiar or real to them. You can't get too much in your head about that, but you do have to consider it. Whereas when you're working on a fantasy audiobook, there's a real freedom in that, that we all agree that this is unfamiliar. For me, at least as a narrator, I, th I think it allows me to do a little bit more exploring and use a little bit more range in terms of what I think is supporting what the what the author has written, but bringing my own creativity and my own, ooh, you know, what what scares me or, you know, what sends a chill up my spine or what makes me feel this way or that way within the bounds of this expanded universe. And that's one of the really fun things about it for me. Well, you know, as listeners, that's what we love about what you do as a narrator is that you I would say, make the magic. And in this case, you really are making the magic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so it was a while ago, not too long that you, that you completed this. Is there something about this, even though I knew the end that has stayed with you, that will probably stay with you for quite a while? There absolutely is. And without giving anything away... <laughs> <laughs> which is really tricky with a title like this, there's a choice that the protagonist has to make near the end of the story. And I have been haunted, I think in a good way, but I have been haunted by not so much the choice they make, but the consequences of it. And if I would be able to make the same choice. Uh, and also even after, you know, spending a lot of time with the book as I did, wondering, was it the right choice? And there's, there's not, I don't know that there is a right or wrong, which can be an uncomfortable place to sit in, you know, to, to have to have sort of that ambivalent feeling about something. But um, yeah, it, it, it does sit with me. I think about it a lot. So uh, I, I think that's one of the strengths of the writing as well. Well, that is something really to leave with listeners. Thank you very much for joining us today, January, and congratulations again on having this audiobook celebrated on our best of 2022 audiobook list. We've been talking with Golden Voice narrator January LaVoy about narrating C.L. Pokes, even though I knew the end. Thank you, Robin. Yes, and we'll be we'll be featuring more conversations with narrators all this month. So as you consider audiobooks from our best of the year list. Catch up with all our past episodes and check out the last one, which will be tomorrow. Michelle Cobb is going to be talking with another Golden Voice narrator, Julia Whalen. 
So you can find the full list of best audiobooks on our website, audiophilemagazine.com. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Oasis Audio, featuring the finest and carefully curated classic novels, including The Man Who Laughs by Victor Hugo, whose 1869 biting arraignment of the aristocracy for their vices, crimes, and selfishness is lavishly narrated by Simon Vance, and it's available now. I'm Robin Witten. Thank you for listening. <laughs>